and then the old lady said, give me my scarf and purse back. So Boyle and Rojas podcast episode 21. That was awful. But know. congratulations, Boyle. Our podcasting now drink. I'm fin. I'm more than ecstatic. <laughs> okay. Hot start to the episode. Uh, we have special guests uh, alongside Nick and I. In the background there, that was my brother coughing. Uh, we just saw... Boyle, what did we just see? What did we just see? Uh, we saw Passengers, finally. We've been looking forward to this for months. Months. Months on this when show. When was the first time we saw this trailer? Probably the summer... There's a squirrel on the top floor of the parking garage. <laughs> wow, he's gone on a journey. How is he going to get down? He's going to figure out a way. To, to quote Dr. Malcolm from Jurassic Park, life uh, finds a way. Is that really a quote? Yes, actually. And he goes uh, in the middle. Anyway, we've been looking forward to this movie since the summer. Wow, I'm intrigued by that squirrel. Anyway, um, Boyle, what would you think? Uh, I loved it. I'd ra- I'm going to hop right into my rating because we don't want to keep everyone all day. Uh, we got a 10 out of 10 kernels for me. I loved every second of this, um, and it was just very well done. The picture quality was great. And I I didn't feel sick like watching Gravity or any of those other space movies I've seen before, um, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought the acting was very well done. I was happy with a good ending. No, you weren't as pleased, but I don't really care. I'm more worried about my own opinion, and I loved it. <laughs> I know. I've been kind of a jerk to Boyle lately. I think I just remembered about how he treated the accountant, and then also how he liked Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith more than the... Whatever, Boyle. We're in a little bit of a fight right now over it. I'm going to get yelled at. I'm waiting for Mr. Rojas to yell at me. So. That's fine. Anyway, uh, on the Fisher scale, I give it uh, 8 out of 10 stars. Uh, 8 out of 10 kernels, rather. Um, solid. Solid science fiction movie. Um, this has been a decade now that has been marked by December space adventure releases. And this falls in line with last year's The Martian, 2014's Interstellar, and 2013's Gravity. And I thought The Martian perfectly balanced what Interstellar and Gravity were both doing. And I thought that Passengers is a different genre in this one. This one is a, rom- a romantic movie uh, between... Uh, Chris Pratt and Jennifer Lawrence, who are the stars in this movie, and I thought they did a fantastic job. The chemistry in this was just great. Um, I I think that I want to base this up against these other science fiction movies that came out in December, and I thought this movie is an 8 out of 10 because it's just so darn solid, so good. I think this is, whereas Gravity was more breathtaking in visual effects, this one was more heavily rooted in emotion and humanity and that's why I think this is better than Gravity I thought Interstellar was I think just slightly better than this movie just in terms of really yeah Interstellar went for it man it was like I think someone described it as um, and we're gonna get to my family members in a little bit I think who also saw they're the guests on the show Um, hello hello. Um, whereas Interstellar went for a grand slam basically and instead had like a ground rule double that knocked in like two. It was still a great. They took the lead. That was a, ter- that was a terrible reference. No, where, <laughs> whereas like Passengers was looking to just hit the gap, and it hit the gap and it brought two runs in. I think they both achieved like the same thing. Whereas Interstellar really, really went for it. Yeah, with with Passengers, I feel like the score's tied. It was a clutch like eighth inning. I think you just lost. The I think I think the guy standing on second is like clapping it up and pointing at his dugout like, oh, let's go, let's get this. Whereas, I'm the guy on the bench yelling for free snow cones at the end of the game. And I'm filming. Um, so I get this movie is great. You can't do you you couldn't do like better than this. I think if you're going to the movies this December, I mean if you're looking if you're looking. 
I mean, yeah, we've seen great movies, but I think if you're the family, you're getting the family together, you're going to pack up the car, you're going to go see a movie. You're going to go see Passengers. All right, well, hold on. All right, so now i got to introduce I got to introduce some people. All right, so I gave it out of 10. I don't want anybody thinking that I don't think this movie is great. It's a great movie. Now we have other opinions here. We're going to introduce my dad, my mom, repeat uh, guests alongside my brother Marcus, and a new guest, Austin Rojas. But first, you're going to hear from Cookie Rojas, who is, is making his fourth or fifth appearance on the show. Welcome, Dad. Hey, thanks for having me back, Nick. And, uh, and Nick, I appreciate it. Um, sitting here in the parking lot watching the squirrel, and again, I apologize for my, my audio. I do have a small cold that I've been babying and trying to maximize all the affection for my family as much as possible during this holiday season. And I will say right now, for the record, I give this movie a solid 10 out of 10 kernels. Uh, this movie was unbelievable. I mean, sucked in from the beginning, had me wondering what the heck is going on, and like, oh my God. I, romantic comedy, science fiction. It was a thriller, had some drama, and a little comedic relief. You, I mean, it, it was a five-tool movie if we're going to go with the baseball uh, references. So like a Jacoby Ellsbury in like on the 2006 um, Lowell Spinners. You mean a Jacoby, yes. <laughs> or Ellisbury. El- Jacoby Ellersby, that's what you call them. Exactly, yeah. So wow, 10 out of 10. An, that's an inside reference. That's a, that's a five-tool movie right there. Yeah, you like that. Fantastic. The- you know, and usually I sit next to my dad during movies so I can kind of get a te- the temperature of how he's feeling in movies. So you you were enthralled with this movie. Oh, my God. Legs up in the air, hands up in the air, wondering what the heck is going on right now. Oh, my God. It makes you think. Oh, it makes you think. The part where the where Arthur gives it up, and I'm just like, ugly. Big mistake right there, you know? The movie was fantastic. Yeah, it was like edge of the seat the whole time. I really enjoyed that. There were multiple times I felt like I leaned forward and was had to sit forward for a little bit because it was intense moments that really captured me. How yeah. long was this movie, Nick? Uh, two hours. Two, two hours? Because yeah. we covered two years in two hours. I thought it was fantastic. You didn't even realize it. <laughs> well, technically it covered the full 90, but oh, spoiler it alert. its name like 5,000 yes, times, the I amount did. of the passengers. Exactly, and exactly. Shit. So kudos to the fil- the director and the writer for putting the uh, the title in several times. Okay, Mom, thoughts? Um, y- You guys are big on the, the um, trailers giving away too much. I think the trailers kind of threw us off the scent a little. Yeah. Um, there were a lot of things like that they pieced together in a different order, we'll say, and it made it more interesting because it wasn't as predictable as you might have thought it might have been through the trailers, and that's what I have to offer. I like that. Unfortunately, I looked over at Boyle like 20 minutes in the movie and called the rest of the movie. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. But I know what you're saying, Mom, because the trailer did make it think like, oh, like they both... Well, well, we don't want to give away anything away. Yeah, don't don't give anything away. But they also made it sound like there was some kind of sabotage that was, whoa, whoa. and did that? Yeah. Was that? And I can't believe George Clooney shows up in this movie from Gravity, <laughs> and he's going. He's still in space. Still in space, floating around. He's still out there. He's probably telling them, uh, "Hey, remember wine, not beer." You know what's great though about this movie is the technology, because the first time we saw zero gravity was in the movie um, Apollo thirteen. And that's the first time you saw like really good quality zero gravity. And now, obviously, they don't have to go to the extremes of having to have the characters go up and down in a plane to capture those moments. But um, the, just the special effects in this movie were great, and the concept should be nominated, huh? Yeah, I mean, and, and for for me being a science fiction geek, just to be able to see w- what we're going to have to do as a species. And I know Austin and I get into this argument all the time. But for us to have to eventually leave Earth to advance the human species, this was a great example of, of 
God, what might happen if something goes up if we go out there like that? But they were their excuse was it's gotten too expensive in, on Earth, which I thought was kind of interesting. Yeah, that's yeah. a good point. All right. Well, no, all right. Tell so, that right away. That's not a spoiler. So but let me. Wait, I just want to mention one thing. The only thing about his character, though, Chris Pratt, is he's a mechanic, and, and an engineer I fa- too. Yeah, and an engineer. And I thought it was very interesting how, you know, at the end, you almost think like, oh, what? How is he able to just all of a sudden start fixing parts on this, sh- you know, ship and stuff? But at the same point, it's because the entire time he's been awake, he had nothing else to do but to read all the manuals. And I just, it showed how brilliant his character was to be able to learn that. And uh, be able to apply that, and you know, even in the midst of all the romance and stuff that was going on, he still was able to able to keep level-headed, and in the end, save thousands of people. Now, Marcus, how'd you feel about how'd you, Marcus, how'd you, Marcus, how'd you feel about the part of the movie where Dido's "I Won't Go Down with the Ship" started playing? Did you feel like that was like a little bit too much? I'm just kidding. That didn't happen. I was just saying. I don't remember what part that was. (laughs) Uh, What'd you think about the movie, Marcus? Uh, I thought it was good. Um, I'll give it a 6.57 out of 10. Um, <laughs> Colonels, yeah. Uh, yeah. I thought it was good. Maybe a little bit slow at the beginning, but it was it was a good. Uh, always have an appreciation for original films. Would you so, think? Would you think of? Uh, would you think of Chris Pratt and Jennifer Lawrence teaming up? Do you think they did a good job? Yeah, thought they did a good job. Good. Uh, good. Young actors. Now, Marcus. Uh, now, would you consider like these kind of sci-fi movies up to what you're into seeing, or are you kind of more? Would you see something else? Uh, I don't like I if you're going like, to see that many. I I want to say I don't really like science fiction <clears throat> movies, but then I love Star Wars, so that kind of would contradict itself. But um, like, would you tell your friends to go see this? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because it was it was it was entertaining. I kind of like what Mom said about the trailers because. They do kind of make it seem like it's going to be a certain type of movie, but it was not really reflective of that. So, all right, and uh, Austin, now first time guest. I'm sure you've listened to Great so to many be episodes. Here hosting Saturday Night Live for the first time. <laughs> Thank you to everybody. It's been a dream of mine my whole life oh my God, to be here on this cool. stage. Uh, as far as this movie goes, I would challenge Marcus on saying it's original. It was basically stolen straight from the Bible, uh, Adam and Eve. Uh, so. I'm going to have to give it three or four kernels here, just for lack of originality. Uh, but in all honesty, no, I really did like this movie. I thought uh, it, did, it did keep you at the edge of your seat, quite literally at times. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I mean, it was good original movie, good acting, I think. I love Chris Pratt. I think he's a funny guy. Uh, the uh, whole thing with the bartender, too, was pretty clever. I like that, uh, playing on a pretty common, you know, uh, what do you, assumption about bartenders and their wisdom so I thought that was a nice little part to add in there um, but yeah overall really solid movie glad to have seen it even if it does mean I have to be here doing this ouch Michael Sheen did a great job I'm gonna start judging movies for how much popcorn got stuck in my belly button <laughs> so, not as much as in Rogue One but still had a good amount lodged up in there that I found in Pinkberry That's gold. Uh, Austin um, what do you think about the soundtrack in this movie you're you're a bit. Uh, some people don't know this about my brother Mar- uh, Austin here, huge musician. <clears throat> Basically, he taught himself several instruments after he learned one. Um, I feel like he know he's keenly aware of music well, actually, and composing it. So, what do you think? That I've actually taken a course on the history of music and film, dating from Wagner to uh, Danny Elfman's films. So, yes, I do have a background in this subject. Thank you for asking the question. Uh, honestly, the soundtrack did its job entirely. 
it it did uh, it heightened the drama and some of the more tense scenes, and it also let the characters shine by not taking a, a starring role in the film. So. I like the way that they went with the musical direction in this movie, and it definitely enhanced the film rather than detracting from it. Now, my final question about Passengers, for, for and it'll be for Austin and pretty much for everyone before we move on. Um, the big twist when so-and-so reveals to so-and-so something else, if you know what I'm saying, that music really stuck out to me. What made that music just so powerful? <laughs> I think it's that it taps it sound, in... It sounded so much like, it, oh my God, like everything's unraveling. Well, it taps into something... It, it, relatable in all of us, I think. Uh, and that's what the music did there. It drew you back into something that you're familiar with. I'm sure everybody has something that they, you know, keep somewhere, not in a public space. So this music kind of draws your attention to that feeling and it connects you to the movie in a way that I think was very powerful in that scene. And there we go. And that uh, that pretty much sums up Passengers. Before we end the show, we're going to talk about two more movies. Well, no, I wanted to say one other thing. Oh, can, one other can thing. it be a spoiler? Because you can always cut this out. Spoil, 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 whatever. Um, Skip ahead 30 seconds. Yeah. So I wanted to ask everyone else here in the car one thing. But what about um, the fact that he wakes her up? What? How would you feel about that? Because he did ultimately ruin her life. And now, yes, they fell in love and whatever and like all that stuff. But what if it wasn't? What if it was a... Like, a dude waking another dude up, like, man, I needed a bro. Or, like, what if it was, like, a dude waking up this woman, or a woman waking up a dude that Nick, they didn't find. a different movie entirely. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I guess that's the point, but, I mean, I'm, I think of, I like to think of the what realistic besides of it sometimes. Well, like a moral question. Then. That's what I mean. He's in the wrong, I think. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. But it's a tough, tough situation because this guy would go crazy if he didn't do it. And then to wait around for Lawrence Fishburne to just happen to wake up and die in front of you, that's kind of a... Well, the, Keep skipping. You, you brought him up because I, do you feel like Lawrence Fishburne was that person to kind of lay it out to her? Like, listen, no, a, really a man's that. sinking ship. He, he's going to... Drowning man, man is going to... barely said that. I mean, it was kind of in one ear out the other. Yeah, he was just like, oh, he's drowning. And then that was it. It's like... You know, there could have been more of a scene there where, she, you know, he really lays it out there. I thought when he was dying, he was going to say something like, you know, forgive him or something like that. Yeah, he just kind of was did. like... He said take care of each other. Yeah. I think that's no, that's a that's an important thing to say, I think. Nah. At the end of the day, you two are all you guys have. I didn't think we were going to get into this, but now that we're here, you know that look when your woman is upset with you? Jennifer Lawrence look was at an 11 out of 10 of the mm. like you know you upset me and it's not like a oh we didn't pick like the right place I wanted to eat tonight it was no you just you ruined my life, you ruined my life. it's not like oh you ruined my life no you ruined my life I'm murdered now she did great. that was a look I've never seen that look before and she captured it but when you look at it Aren't we all on a death sentence anyways? Wow. We're all, we're all going to die. Have you gotten that? Dad, Dad, when, when mom gives you that look, what's the best way to get out of it? When she gives me that look, I just, I don't know what to do. I don't know if I should walk out of the room and maybe start over again or maybe start fixing a Roomba. The biggest fear is saying, what's the matter? That's that right there. You just open up the book and, and luckily he knew, luckily he knew what the matter was. All right. So now we got to move on. Um, hopefully if you're listening. We didn't spoil the movie for you. Um, so I want to quickly talk about, before we talk about Moana, um, I want to talk about Rogue One quickly. Austin, you're the uh, de facto Star Wars fan number one aside from dad here. Thoughts, quick thoughts. You know, it's the sad thing because you know they're doing these just to make money, but they do them really well. 
So you have no choice but to like it. It's kind of an aggravating situation because you don't want to like them. Why not? Why not? You're upset that there's more Star Wars in your life? No, I just, I agree with them. I'm upset they made, I understand why Rogue One was made, but it just wasn't as great as the other movies in my opinion. It was better than Return of the Jedi. I don't, I don't. Cookie has a, are you for real? Seriously, Boyle? It's a good movie. It's just not great. Oh my God, that movie was fantastic. I think actually. It was the first movie without any Jedi. And it was so good, you know? And, and. And one know what made it good? One know what made it good? It didn't need the it Jedi's, does. didn't need the flashy lightsabers, none of that. It, this is just a solid war movie, and it was a fantastic I war movie. I would say, though, I would say that uh, Forrest Whitaker is the Jar Jar Binks of this movie. <laughs> He, uh, Force Whitaker sucked. No. Uh, uh, I agree. Get towards. Yes. We're talking about Moana. No, I said we're talking about Star Wars now. Uh, what do you think of it, Marcus? You're a big Star Wars fan. You used to play with the guys all the time. I. It was good. A lot of good guys come from this movie. <laughs> Thank you, Marcus. <laughs> no, I mean, seriously, the whole part about Forrest Whitaker, Jar Jar Binks ruined an entire film. Forrest Whitaker was in his role, did his job, and then that was it. That's the last you saw of him. Basically to take care of Jen and get her where she needed to be. He did. It's assumed. You're not going to add in. Oh, my God. Because you need to explain how this little girl ends up surviving on her own. Why would Jen Erso help out the Republic if it wasn't for this, hey, we're going to bring you back to this guy. You know, you do this for us. They were trying to kill him. Yeah, and she admits she doesn't want to help anyone. She just wants to see her father. Yeah, well... Well, here's the key to maybe seeing her father. And it, it was like, well, all right, she well, we're either going to put you back on where you came from and you can be a slave there or, uh, you know. So this guy is meant to show, like, it also is meant to show why does she not trust anybody. And here's the guy that she was supposed to trust because her parents gave her up. They hit her in that hole. This is the guy you're supposed to trust. And guess what? He ditched her what and she became a hardened person and he does he does that's why i think i'm dead i'm signing with you he needed to be in that movie he needed to be in that movie to be like hey look i know i wasn't there for you and you basically it basically tells you he is able to tell you without telling you jen you had to basically raise yourself and become an adult by your own on your own there i'm sorry i'm getting angry here but he, every character in that movie served a purpose i'm not saying that his character didn't serve a purpose i just I think Forrest Whitaker was the wrong cast choice. Save the dream! Should have been Greg Popovich, yeah. I think. Oh, that would have been a better Could have played that role. Who should have, Mark? Greg Popovich. Okay. Also, it was really cool to see, because uh, you think Darth Maul dies at the end of episode one, but then he comes back <laughs> towards the end, you're like, wow, I thought you got chopped in half. So that was cool that they brought him back. Advances a modern. Oh, that was pretty, pretty legit. Yeah, it was, which would mean he'd be... Marcus was right. No, no, no. This This one takes place after episode one. This is number. This would be. Uh, anyway, so Austin, what would you give it out of ten kernels? Uh, I give the movie a solid eight kernels, but minus five kernels for Forrest Whitaker's role in the film. <laughs> oh my God. I gave it eight out of ten. Dad, what'd you give it? Uh, I give it a nine out of ten. I, I don't matter. Eight point five. Mom, come on. No, it was really good. <laughs> watching it next to my mom, really, did you have to cough all over me? Watching it next to my mom was a, quite the experience. It was a lot of fun watching it with her. We had a good time together talking about it. I feel like felt like Dad was mad the whole time, so I'm surprised you liked it as much, Dad. Dude, I had a fever. I'm sitting there watching this movie, just sick as a dog. Yes, sympathy, please. Okay, like the Black Keys fever. You can send the cards and flowers yes, to our address in Louisiana. He would appreciate it. All right, so before we go, we're going to talk about some of the movies Boyle and I have seen quickly. 
since the last time we did a podcast, we saw Collateral Beauty. We saw... I saw that. Oh, you, Boyle saw Fantastic Beasts. We saw Moana, and we saw Why Him. I'm going to quickly rank these movies in terms of how I felt about them. Why Him 1, Moana 2, Fantastic Beasts 3, and Collateral Beauty, I drop all the way to 6. And I put two blank spots where I slept at night um, as more enjoyable Creed? than Collateral Beauty. So oh, I saw Assassin's Creed. Oh, yeah. Skip. Okay. So... Uh, I saw Collateral Beauty. I'm not ranking them the way you did. Uh, Collateral <laughs> Beauty. Uh, I personally thoroughly enjoyed. I know you hated that movie. I hated I it. I was sobbing like a baby at the end, and you were just sitting there like fine as can be, and you're like, I hated that movie. And I was I like, felt, I felt so nothing. Anyways, <laughs> yeah, but you, like you said, you had a good point. You have to feel an emotional connection to the movie to actually. If you don't get it. it, then you don't get it for the whole movie, which is tough. Like yeah. I didn't get it in the first five minutes. I was like, I hate all these characters. But I thoroughly enjoyed at the end how it all wraps together. That's my. I love movies like that, so I would have given that movie. Oh, it was like so like. Uh, all right, yeah, it was so manufactured how it all wrapped together. <laughs> I don't know. I never saw this movie, so I can't comment on it. Uh, Smith movies have been pretty terrible as of late. So thank you, Austin. I'd still give so, it a seven. Boy, you saw fan, boy, you saw Fantastic Beasts. Yep, huge Harry Potter fan, so I loved it. Um, I'd give it an eight, uh, uh, eight kernels out of ten. You know who surprisingly liked it? Who? Marcus. Marcus liked it. Scared me. Marcus, yeah. you don't really, you've never read the Harry Potter books. You and Dad joke all the time. Twice. You, you and Dad joke all the time that you, you know, well, not as good as the book, but uh, you like this movie. Sure Let me clarify. I did read the first book and a little bit of the second one. Um, I thought it was, I thought it was good. I think that the, I don't know his name. Yeah, I like the guy that's the New Yorker. In it, he was pretty funny. He was a good uh, side role. I think he really made it, uh, made the movie really. Fun. So this isn't making any of the podcast. So Austin, what'd you think of? Uh, anybody else have any thoughts on Fantastic Beasts? I do. It was kind of boring. I mean, was, yeah, I agree. <clears throat> I wasn't impressed. I mean, everything was CGI, and it was just. Eh, nah. I have no desire to see Mom, another big Harry Potter fan. Did they say the title? Yes, they yes. did. Yep. So it gets one star automatically. Oh, okay. Yes. I thought it. I mean, I thought it was exciting. You didn't know what was going to happen. It, you know, it was kind of a a new story, um, for Harry Potter fans. Oh, mom, you didn't know how it was going to end. That the bad guy was going to be caught, and then the, no. the good guys prevailed. No, nope. yo, there was a twist at the end, man. Thank you. I didn't see that Trump. coming at that's all. What, that's yeah, what I, I, I had I, no twist idea. Because you don't yeah. know what Colin Farrell's motives are until the end of the movie. Exactly. Really, you Thank don't. You. you know he's bad, but you don't know what he's trying to do until mm-hmm. the end. So I thought that was that was when, cool. When that whole I thought the creatures were cool. When I was like, wow. I'm out. When that thing ends and Johnny Depp shows up, it's like, ah, oh, come on. Seriously? Really? Really? Mean? I had no idea. And the other part about it, the only thing I would say about it is I actually kind of wish he got away. I thought he was captured very, I uh, spoiler alert, whatever. But, um, I, well, the, it's going to be on DVD soon. The movie um, came out a month ago. All right, my thing about it is that I wish it was darker. I had a conversation um, with my friend who I went and saw it with. And she completely agreed too. Ooh, like she, uh, friend. So, <laughs> friend. Does she know that? Friend. Yes. Okay. So, um, what? You're throwing me off. <laughs> Podcast. Focus. So, anyways, that it could have been darker. It should have been darker. I think it would have made the movie um, a lot more intense. And then if the, he got away too, it, they could have done something more with it. The the now the thing is, is they said it's these fantastic beasts, but at the end of the day. It would have been cool if they weren't that fantastic. Like, if you look at the book, they're, like, supposed to be these crazy creatures, and most of the time you f- they focused on all these glorious creatures instead of 
the actual, and I get that's kind of the point of what Eddie's job is, but like, what about if there were more of those like bad mass things ever go with the omnises or whatever they were uh, called? But I would say, I don't think Eddie's character was anything, he didn't, Spectacular. like the I book. He didn't blow me away. Like he the book. He had to be like that though. I, not anything like the book whatsoever. Shut up. <laughs> not like the book. So, all right, so. Cross-dresser in that movie? No. <laughs> oh my God. He's where he's in a wheelchair for the rest of his life, yeah. which makes hunting for Fantastic Beasts very difficult. And I thought the way he handled that as an actor approaching the role was very, I don't know, inspirational. And he had a stutter. Oh True. I, I don't think he had a stutter in any of those movies. Well, he started yes, off he did kind of have a stammer. He, he had leg braces. He was always, I, the only thing I didn't like is how he was always like looking down when he, he talked. But I guess that's part of the character. But yeah, he's supposed to be this witty, dorky guy that has this incredibly huge responsibility. And that's he what I kind of like the movie. Responsibility. I thought I was gonna. I thought I was going to hate that movie, but I, I enjoyed it. That's yeah. what shocked me was that he liked it. I was like, Marcus likes this movie? Seriously? Wow. Mark, I'm gl- Marcus, thank you for coming on the good side. And and look, I don't want to knock Fantastic Beasts too much. I enjoyed it, no, but I was I, I was just like, uh, all right. Like I was happy to see the Wizarding World back on the big screen. Sue That's, me. So same thing for Star Wars for me. I was excited to see Star Wars on the screen, but it wasn't like kabam. It was like that. I saw Rogue One twice, and it was better the second time too. Because the second time, I'm not like <gasps> waiting for like all the big things to happen. This That's time, true. the second time around, I'm just like, all right, like let's let's really dig into this one. See, like focus it was on just everything. A story, and it was good. And thanks. Oh, I'm excited for next year's movie more. I'm sorry, I am. Um, all right, so well, uh, Assassin's Creed. I just quickly want to talk about. I slept for what 45 minutes of it. Austin, Austin, the you saw it. Choreography of that film was amazing. You need to give credit to those people and the actors. Who had to go through and the sun people who also did that Apparently so they paid more attention to the choreography than they did acting that's fine i mean honestly for what this film is it's not an oscar seeking movie it's trying to bring a video game which already had half of its video gameplay as a movie basically and just brought it to the big screen for a wider audience and so yeah i think the choreography had to be more uh, more focused on and it was it showed it was honestly pretty seamless watching those action scenes so Props to them. Okay, so, um, Austin, thank you for talking about that. I'm glad Austin saw it because he's a big Assassin's Creed fan. He played a lot of the games, so I feel like he was a fair... Well, you played two of them. Well, right. yeah. So I feel like you were a, a, a good person to judge this movie on. And <laughs> did it live up to expectations for you? Yeah. It was okay. an exciting movie. I mean, obviously I wasn't expecting like anything that was going <laughs> to change my life when I walked out of the movie theater. It was just a... How was Christian Bale? Christian Bale's role was honestly probably the best in the movie. He came out of nowhere wearing full Batman regalia. Had no idea what was going on, but I think the way they integrated it into the plot, it made sense. Okay, anyway. Uh, so, Boyle and I saw Mo- Moana, the chicken in that steals the show. Oh, yeah. I give it a seven kernels out of ten. I would completely agree with you on that. Chicken. There's a chicken, and he's probably my favorite part of the entire movie. And he's voiced by Alan Tudyk, who is the voice of K2SO. In Rogue One. But it makes no sense. Oh, so, okay. But it's just, yeah, there's no voice. It's a lot of sounds. Yeah. But anyways, um, good soundtrack for that. Honestly, I, I, thir- I would say out of anything from that movie, soundtrack was great. Rock and I don't like musicals. Soundtrack. I don't like it when in movies it's like, now we're going to break into song. Very but, yeah, it is very distracting. Uh, anybody else see the Moana at all? I did. Just you, Austin. Austin, yep. what'd you think? Well, you know, I saw it in France, so it's a heightened level of cinema, cinematic experience there, uh, with the title Viana, which I thought actually definitely was better than seeing it as Moana. Uh, but I think The Rock did a good job singing, much better than uh, Russell Crowe in Les Miserables. So, uh, and also the David Bowie type sound of uh, Jermaine from uh, Flight of the Concords was a good addition to the movie. It was funny, I thought. 
So all around, good, happy Disney movie. We'll probably win Best Animated Feature because of feminism. Oh, wow, oh, really just taking a shot was, there at the end. That was a... Oh, I'm gonna, man. Uh, I'm going to leave that in, but... That was a good point. It, it could be. Oh, it could be. That's like me maybe saying I support oh, feminism. <laughs> All right, so anyway, um, I'm going to keep this yeah. thing moving. Last movie we're going to talk about here, uh, the movie Why Him. Oh. Boyle and I saw it. And Everyone should we, see this movie. We laughed so, so much. Hard. We laughed so much at this movie. This is, for me... When they, I saw in a commercial that said the funniest movie of the year, and uh, maybe Deadpool a little bit funnier, but this movie had me rolling laughing. I was dying the whole time. Make, yeah. Makes no sense to me because the critics hated it uh, more than they hated Office Christmas Party. Uh, I give Why Him 8 kernels out of 10. I was going to give it 8.5 kernels out of 10, so not a fully popped popcorn, but we're getting there. But yeah. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it, you know? It was yeah. honestly very, very funny. Wasn't expecting to laugh the entire time and the entire time. I feel like a lot of comedies try to do that thing where it's like at the 70-minute mark, like, ooh, we're going to make things, like, sad. And, like, yeah, even in the sad parts, it was, it was still, still, like, funny. funny. And that's what I thought. Yeah, it was just... And everything made sense. Uh, there was no, like, kind of joke in there that was just like, this is lame or this doesn't make any sense to the story, so... Yeah. I'll throw it to them. See what they think. Um, no, one else saw, no one else in here saw Why Him. Um... Are there any movies that you guys have seen that you want to talk about quickly since last time you were on? The Chef. Yeah. <laughs> I was on Netflix. I think it's just called Chef. Oh, yeah. Chef. Chef. Yeah, that chef. Was, that was a good Don't movie. watch it on an empty stomach and don't watch it late at night when you can't have any access to food that you might want to cook. Did you like John Favreau? I thought he was a hard dad. He was a tough dad. I, I, <laughs> Did you watch this? He was a pushover. He was not so warm and fuzzy. The one scene where he's hard, and then a few minutes later, he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry." I didn't no, do dude, it. it was throughout. He kept putting them off. He kept dropping them off and saying, "I can't he's hang out with you." To figure out what his next move is, and you know what I mean. And they're in a situation where Sofia Vergara takes care of him. And okay, now let's. How believable is that? That well, that's one thing I have to admit. <laughs> that combination of two people, I don't know how the hell that ever happened, but. I mean that must he must have got a liquored up or something because I don't ever see okay, John Favreau so and uh, Sofia Vergara ever together. But that movie was brought to us. That yes. that movie was brought to us by Marcus, who introduced us to that movie uh, while we were down in Louisiana. So, so Marcus, I'll give a shout out to Rex Dansker who told me to watch that movie. Shout out to Rex. Happy Hanukkah. He's going to Israel tomorrow for his birthright trip. Wish him the best of travels. The J, hard J's being thrown out call, there. Yeah. What do you mean? He's what? my friend that's Jewish. He's going to Israel. No, Austin. He's going to Austin. So. Oh, okay. Oh, All right. Anyway, so we just got to wrap this up before we get, like, arrested or something for a hate crime. Um, no hate in this car. There's a lot of love. Um, thank you so much for listening. Follow everybody on Twitter. Oboil92, Rojo36, at the Cookie Rojas, at PCU Finlit. <laughs> PCU Money Talk, I mean. Sorry, PCU Money Talk. No, I'm kidding. I know, I'm just kidding though. But definitely follow me, I need more followers. At the Cookie Rojas. I'm desperate. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> at Marcus Rojas. No, at Marcus saying. 401. He's not on Twitter anymore, but you can see his last uh, retweet was a tweet of mine. Um, you can see what he looked like uh, two years ago. Um, then follow Austin on Twitter, amrojas19. He'll be. Uh, I only tweet on World AIDS Day. <laughs> so. You wanna, can I promote my, my own podcast? Yeah. Uh, just check me out on uh, Inside the Shrine where I'll be. Uh, 
uh, doing uh, behind the scenes of what happens in uh, minor league baseball with our team down in New Orleans, Baby Cakes. You can find it on uh, on uh, iTunes. And uh, we are going to work on the audio, Nick. Thank you for that inside scoop. And you'll not have stereo. So I highly recommend you listen to it on one speaker and don't put it on your uh, in your earbuds. Thank you. Because you'll basically be hearing people talking on different sides of your head and it's kind of uh, throws you off a little bit it's kind of like the voices that i hear anyway but anyways i digress <laughs> oh my god <laughs> so ridiculous the theater show and it explores that idea m night Shyamalan. if i know him like i think i do that's a big twist coming <laughs> <laughs> if i know him like you know him that's a garbage movie because yeah. that guy has not done a good horror movie ever even not even the sixth sense i remotely what about Ooh. what about signs in the sixth sense those were just stupid, okay. terrible, horrible. Like it's a, hot, it's a hot take. <laughs> I mean, he's bad. He's not good. Signs is a good movie. Signs. All right. Oh, Can we all make it a, a pack that if if Hacksaw Ridge is nominated for Best Picture, that we don't have to go see it? I have not seen it. Got to go see it. Yeah, it's a military that movie. Mountain. Oh, yeah. boy. No, all right. Well, let's stop the podcast, everybody. Thanks for listening. Rate and review us on iTunes, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye. <laughs>